0: I say it on this podcast, you know, in the mornings until 11, it's all free. And I had that, but then literally what I realized when I looked at my calendar, it was back to back all the way to the evening and it just hit that overwhelming level. So just creating more spaces in my calendar, I put fake meetings in. Like, sorry (laughs) to everyone sees my calendar, but
1: there are some fake meetings in there, just some blanks. That's actually really useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because a lot of people have access to my calendar as well. They're like, oh, I just booked myself into the slot. And you're like... (laughs) 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 Welcome to Happy Millionaire. A show about how to make
0: profit with a positive impact. And
1: stay happy along the way. I had an annoying scenario the other day where I forgot my AirPods Mm. when I went to the gym. Have you had okay. that? <laughs> uh, do you
0: listen to music? Yeah, I listen to music or I listen to Audible normally in the gym. So yeah. I listen to a book. I love it. It's
1: yeah, yeah. my favorite thing to do. I usually get like a bit of a dopamine hit whenever I'm in the gym and I'm listening to something, whether it's Audible, whether it's like a podcast I'm into, helps. all that kind of stuff. Really yeah, yeah. does help. And it reminded me of something uh, that I talked about on my podcast recently, which is scheduling time for boredom. And so I thought to myself, okay, instead of like being annoyed at the fact that I'm not going to have to get to listen to the book that I'm I'm into, I'm I'm listening to product led growth. Have you, have you read that? It's Awesome. I thought, okay, this is my scheduled time for boredom. And uh, I had a conversation with Stephen McGregor on my podcast. He's um, uh, he's like a happiness consultant for a number of big companies like Telefonica and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, we need to schedule time for boredom because it's the antidote to our hyper-connected world where we're always looking at a screen or Mm -hmm. listening to something. And I reflected when I was in the gym in my boredom zone that, it's very uncommon for me to not be sat in front of some screen or having some sort of uh, interaction with a digital advice or consuming some information. Yeah, yeah. And in that sort of uh, uh, moment where I was like doing my gym activity and all the rest of it, I just allowed myself to sit with my thoughts. And... Honestly, I'm going to do this a lot more often now. I'm actually going to have at least one once a week where I don't have my AirPods in and I'm not consuming anything and I'm doing something mindlessly because that boredom actually allowed me to, to piece through a whole bunch of things with the company and, and everything that I'm building as well. And I'd had quite a stimulating couple of weeks, obviously, with the wedding yeah. and like constantly chatting to people and all that kind of stuff. And actually, dude, it was it was pretty, it was like a, a bit of a breakthrough for me in terms of finding a meditative practice that isn't literally meditation.
0: Essentially, when you don't have any stimulation, right, you are in a meditative state, you're thinking, brains now on, right? And what will happen is suddenly all of these different thoughts will come, it's like ping, ping, mm. ping, all these different thoughts come and actually what you'll find is, is a repetitive pattern, this is what you know, it's in meditation as well, it's like the same thoughts kept don't keep on appearing. And actually, the strongest thought starts coming. So yeah. I'm curious to know what. Do you remember what thoughts? Because these thoughts come up, and it might be about business or your. Um, relationship or friendships, whatever it might be. So, was there a pattern? Just there was definitely yeah, a pattern.
1: yeah. It's really weird because the, the last chat we had with Poppy was all about ego mm. and values kept on coming up for me a lot. And one of the things, maybe it's a product of my recent experience, but the one thing I realise I value the most is having all those people around me, having all those connections, wow. yeah. having those friendships and people willing to like travel. I mean, half of Australia was there, man. Like <laughs> people literally traveled for <laughs> yeah, tens a lot of, of hours there. To, yeah, yeah. To, to get there. Like Drew came from uh, California, a whole bunch of my mates from New York and, and Chicago and all the rest of it. That for me was like, a real big sort of uh, realization about what I value and what I want to bring into the rest of this year and going to next year as well as going forward as well. And also it kind of sparked up some other ideas about like what I've been seeing a pattern of. So there's an Australian company, I think it's called Unyoked, But there's a whole bunch of other sort of similar companies in the UK now where they are uh, basically doing singular retreats where you literally unplug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it might even be called unplugged retreats. Okay. Have you seen these?
0: No, but I can see those, like, silence retreats. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, silent retreats is almost like the extreme version. I know a few people have done that. So, they they go and they take themselves off for, uh, like, a week at a time. And a silent retreat is next level. You can't consume any information. You can't speak to anyone. You can't communicate, even, like, you know, with, like, you can't give a little Mm. eyebrow shuffle or anything like that. You literally just look down and you're in your thoughts and you walk and and that's it. I've never actually been on one. I've just heard uh, of these. A less extreme version of that is taking yourself out to, I don't know, Norfolk or like, you know, some cabin in the woods that's uh, unconnected and you can choose to have your wife on and off or whatever. Um, and you sit there and you read or you go for a walk or whatever. You're just on your own. I think that's going to be really, really important as part of a mental health care package. And I've even thought about doing that for myself. Yeah, And that one experience of me forgetting my AirPods was actually... I I think it was serendipitous because it was like, oh, I actually need to unplug Mm. a bit and do this as a regular practice Mm. because it's super helpful, particularly for someone who is constantly on social media, consuming as well as producing content and building companies on the side. Yeah, that's the whole paradox of life. It's like, you know,
0: everyone wants stimulation, but at the same time, they all want stillness and how do you balance the two? And it feels like that experience of you leaving your AirPods gave you that sight of stillness when um, when it was desperately needed. I don't get that excited to do mm. it. I'm going to be absolutely honest. Mm. But I know deep down if I do it, it's good for me. But yeah, from that moment of making that decision and then doing it, that space... It's always sometimes a bit uncomfortable.
1: It's weird that you said because I would have thought that you're the kind of person that enjoys meditation. You're like yes, I get to meditate, <laughs> but I, I, it's weird because I I am that person. I, I like when I get up in yeah. the morning, you know, I go to the bathroom, have my water, take my supplements, and then I sit down and meditate, and I actually enjoy that. The reason okay. why is because if I was to start like doing my stretches or exercising straight after doing all the other stuff. I'm still kind of groggy from, mm. from waking up and when I meditate, after I meditate, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, I feel so much better. Mm. And so I actually kind of look forward to the meditation. But it's interesting. So <laughs> I think it's something. So
0: I enjoy like the journaling.
1: There's certain things I like. Oh, okay. You but the, the like my
0: yoga... Um, sometimes I'm up for it, sometimes I'm not. Ah, so it's okay, just yeah. I think it varies and look at you know, all these different things that we're discussing, these are just the ones that work for me, and these are the yeah, ones that work yeah, for yeah. you. Like yeah, yeah. if you like walking, then that's cool. Like whatever your method is to have stillness, i.e. So time with you and yourself is great. But yeah, I just feel yeah, sometimes I wanna do it, sometimes I don't. I'm yeah. gonna do
1: this unplugged uh retreat or 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 yoga or whatever the name is, um in the next couple of weeks. Okay. I'll let you know how I yeah, it yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well let me know which one you do. I'll be there so I can uh, (laughs) distract you. (laughs) You know like Bill Gates does reading weeks? Do you you ever do that?
0: Um, No, I just like reading days. There'll be certain days where I just take it off and I will just do reading or have some time to myself. So my hack is I normally take the mornings, so I don't have any meetings before 11 o'clock and I normally have two hours to myself and Mm -hmm. in that period of time I will...
1: Just do me things. I should probably start doing that because I do take meetings in the morning and I feel that if I see that in my schedule, yeah. it kind of drains me. I'm like, 100%. Oh. And also, once you start, mm. you can't stop. Mm. So, this is the moment. Once your day starts, like I and
0: I know this, You, that's say you're on it. 100%. The dopamine hit's been a hit. You're yeah. like, you're waiting for that next stimulation. Should I ping? Yeah. You should I Slack? You should I email? And you're yeah. just on. So, I really, really make sure. And I know meetings are used with the start of it. Yeah it's a full a meeting is a full experience right yeah. you're listening you're seeing someone whether it's even online yeah so that that normally gets me going so mm. I don't mind sending a few emails in the morning that's fine but you know, once I do a meeting, I feel like that's game on button. And I'm like, wow. That's a really so, good point,
1: yeah. Because I do open my, my laptop early before yeah. I go to work out. But that will be literally like, okay, quick scan of the diary, plan what I'm doing. Anything that requires the cognitive side of my brain, mm. I try and do first thing in the morning before I'm disturbed by anything. Mm. Then I go and exercise. And then the day starts after breakfast yeah, yeah. for me. And th- there's actually research around that as well. It's like you have this this bundle of energy in the morning. And the longer you leave it, the more it decays over the day. So you want to try and do as much of the creative stuff in the morning because that's where you've got the biggest bundle of energy because you know ultimately that's just going to decay uh, more hours in the day.
0: Wow. Seems like I'm doing that, luckily. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, worked it's out all yeah, right.
1: It's good, yeah. yeah. Um, you got any other topics? So I watched this thing on Netflix the other day Uh-oh. called... Uh, Get Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: it's
1: called Get Smart With Money. Have you come across it? Which one is that one? So it's a documentary... I don't think it's a very well made documentary. Is that the one about GameStop? No, no, no. Okay. I want to watch that one, though. Yeah, that's I'll, a three I'll part yeah, one. Yeah, I have to gear myself up for that. Because I judge things on Netflix as to whether I want to invest in them, uh, invest the time in them, by the number of episodes. Okay. And uh, how long each episode is, right? Yeah, yeah you do like an hour Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, a bit of. Um, I wouldn't say an addictive personality, but if I start something, I have to finish it. So Get Smart With Money is a, is a really interesting documentary. There's four people that they uh, look at. These people are assigned like a money manager, it's basically mm. like a financial manager. And they basically show them how to save more and uh, and, and spend less, but while still having sort of enjoyment of like, you know, the day-to-day, yeah. like spending time with your kids, going on holiday, all that kind of stuff. One of the things that stood out for me in this documentary is this line that says, it's a mindset... That breeds a lifestyle and the thing that that really spoke to me about this was it's the same thing i do with healthy eating it's the same thing i do with exercise it's the same thing i do with meditation so the mindset that i have for healthy eating is I eat healthily. So when we went to the corner store, just, re- just literally just before this podcast, mm. and uh, I'm looking at all the different options. There's sandwiches that I, I want because I'm super hungry. There's like, you know, uh, chocolate bars. In my mind, I am... A healthy eater, right? Mm. I, I prioritize making sure that I'm fueling my body with the right stuff. And so, what do I find? I find a small part of the refrigerator that's got some lentils, yeah. And I some don't beans. know if you found Isn't that. that? Like yeah, yeah. The, the, the part of the refrigerator that is like completely fully stocked because no one's eating that. And then I find uh, some nuts that are just like lightly salted and some water. Yeah. And when it comes to like getting smart with money. I don't identify with someone who saves well. I don't identify with someone who is looking to uh, retire early and financially independent. But I need to start building that sort of mindset if I want to achieve that. And that documentary actually made me realize I do want to, like, you know, retire early and have the option of working until my 90s because I'm never going to stop working, mm. but I definitely want to be financially independent. I do spend but I do save I feel like I have got a good
0: relationship with money and that's because I probably did prioritize it like my I think my parents have given me that um, insight and I guess wisdom quite early because you know, they came as refugees so they had to learn that relationship with money and um, had to save it so I feel that's been like a bit of a priority for me or like quite an important value or part of me. Whereas for you, probably it seems like the healthy side. I know you went through a lot on your healthy journey. You mentioned it on the podcast and that for that became a priority. So yeah, I think it's good you've seen that show. Now it's you know I feel in the game of money now it's now gone up. Right, we yeah. talked about it before. It's like there's different games, and I feel now this game of the relationship of, with money is gonna hopefully you're gonna learn stuff from that show. Yeah, and now it's become a priority. You're gonna ask people like me or other people that around you have maybe have a relationship that you'd like to have with uh, money, and it'll
1: start evolving and changing. You have to decide what's important to you. And I think I'm able to delay gratification uh, on certain aspects of living to ensure that I can have certain moments like a wedding Mm. or, you know, when I've got a kid or or when we're doing certain other elements in our life that I've got the sort of reserves to to invest in those. So it's a kind of a blend of delayed gratification as well as like splurging for moments that are important to you.
0: Yeah. For me, I I did actually create like a system. So I did have a system on how I a want to spend my money, how I was going to save money and also how I view money. Mm. So I actually went on a course, funny enough, I went on a course, which was just about money. When was this? And this was like when I was young, like 24, 25. And it's all about really working out your like situate things that have happened to you in your life relate to money. Mm. And it, forced you to yeah it, it was quite deep work that I had to do so you know remember moments in which you know I struggled with money times when money was exciting to me and in the end what then happens is you had a bunch of affirmations or um, values which I said to myself for about a year ah. and that actually helped me quite a lot so you know, things like money is a flow of energy the more money I invest I can also make more money or um, things like money will come and go in my life and that's okay so like I had a bunch of these different affirmations that I did actually say for about a year that's Sick, and that really did improve my relationship with money, and it also made me believe I can get money and then mm. also and then it comes to the moment of yes yeah, saving spending I did have i did have, I was quite geeky, but I did like keep like a spreadsheet, and I knew like how much I was spending and mm. I knew how much is how much I want to save and the one thing that I did was initially which wasn 't healthy, was I stuck by these rules, and that wasn 't good that was quite conf- like I was quite confined, I felt a bit rigid in life, and mm. then I was realized, okay, as long as i 'm within twenty five percent thirty percent of like the deviation um, of like being in those thresholds and it's okay. And mm. then that made me feel a lot more relaxed. Mm. Obviously, as time's gone on and I've been more fortunate with money, now I can probably expand that way to 50 or 60%, right? But that was my system. So, you know, if anyone that is struggling in this area, I would actually think of certain affirmations. Um, there's so many great books out there that talk about this. So the guy's course I went on was a guy called Harvecker and he specializes on this. It's like wealth creation man. it's called Millionaire Mind. It just teaches you a good relationship with money and then system of like saving and your spending. I feel like it's just quite simple. Get a spreadsheet out. It's not a fun exercise initially yeah, yeah. but just start you know, documenting where you're spending, where you would like to
1: go. There's a saying in medicine, what gets measured gets managed. Yeah. Right? So if you're not measuring your expenditures uh, and your, versus your income and all the rest of it, you don't have eyes over it. You're not going to yeah. be able to manage it appropriately. And I think that's fundamentally what these guys in this program did as well. Each of the money managers basically just create them a spreadsheet. Very simple to do. Yeah. They said, these are your incomes, these are, your, these are your expenditures. Separate them out, see where you can save, and just do that every yeah. month. Every month. I was going to ask you actually, if you, what are your affirmations now? Like, do you still do this exercise? Um,
0: not as much. What you find is that over time, whatever your special superpower is—in my case, well, not not superpower, but like my relationship with money—I knew it wasn't a healthy place. Mm. I have to also be quite careful because there's certain people. You know, my dad won't mind me saying it. He's still very much about saving. So yeah. if he sees that I'm spending a lot of money, he'll come <laughs> after me and go, "What are you doing there?" Yeah. And I'm just like, "Well, you know." Um, my life's different now. I can, yeah, you know, I've, I've I'm in a good place. So, but he's still got that original mindset yeah. of saving, and I and I and I respect a lot of immigrants it. Right? Do. Yeah, yeah. A lot of immigrants So I that. feel that those informations are now embedded in me. Mm. Um, so I don't really, I don't have to work on. it. It's a yeah. bit like for you on healthy eating, right? Yes. Like you don't need to, you don't need to go, hey, this is un. Like you just, you don't have to say this is unhealthy. This is right and wrong. You already know. All the games of life, like, again, I always talk about this, but like career or being happy or making money or relationships, friendships, like, you know, all of those quadrants, they've all got their own systems and mindsets and but you have to invest the time in it, right? Some people probably listen to this go, oh my God, I've got to create another system and I've got to have this relationship for money and I get it, but you don't have to play this game, but if this game is important to you, which I think is important, like your relationship with money, because it's going to be, your relationship with money will always be there till the day you die at some point because even the money you've accumulated you now need to give it to somewhere else mm. right so you know it is worth investing that time like reading a book or two or speaking to some experts and you know because I feel everyone has got some work to do on money even for me right now even so you know now that I've um, sold some of my um, companies or I'm aware like I've I now have to upgrade my systems as well it's like yeah. okay now I've got extra money now what, what am I going to do with it and hence I'm going to now invest it in startups in these areas so you know you have to keep on upgrading it's like I needed to
1: yeah
0: um, have another system but it's um it's a beautiful game I yeah. think it's a beautiful game
1: yeah and I think financial awareness is something that a lot of people don't really talk about you know yeah like what what I'm planning on doing over the next couple of weeks I think I was talking about this off, off pod is uh uh, coming up with meal plans that demonstrate that you can eat healthily, have your diversity of ingredients, have 30 uh, different types every week, uh, the right number of plant points, the right amount of yeah, protein, yeah. plant focus, yada, 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 on a budget, like a serious budget every single week. Yeah, you're
0: week. trying to do it for like 25 pounds a week or something. Yeah, right? that'd yeah, be so amazing. Like 25. I, I yeah, think yeah. it's
1: possible, you know. I, I don't, oh, I man, definitely think if you it's crack possible. that, that'd be huge. 100%. Uh, I think, and it's, it's there to be cracked. And it's just... People don't have the culinary creativity or the knowledge skill set to look for those things in the supermarket. Yeah. And people get distracted as well. Like, I know this as well because I'm pretty frivolous in the grocery aisle. Like, I'll just buy <laughs> everything, right? I, I don't mind that. Like, that for me, yeah. one of my sort of money rules, you know, Ramit Seti talks about Ram, uh, money rules in, in his book. One of my money rules is I'm allowed to splurge as much as I like in the supermarket you know if I want to try something that's like uh, healthy or new or whatever I mean it's part of my business as well mm. I'm allowed to do that or you know if I want to read a book I don't think about the cost of said book I just buy the book you know wherever I world of books or whatever um, and I think people have to sort of like figure out where their money rules are. I'm going to interrupt this for just one second me and Jay love seeing your reviews but we wanted to go a step further and let you have the chance to ask us some questions on the pod right here if you're to happymillionaire.club there's a microphone in the bottom right corner click that tell us who you are and ask for anything you like the best ones will be played on the show in a couple of months let's see what you've got
0: so i want to talk about a subject called breathing room right breathing what breathing room breathing room yeah yeah okay. so it's a new concept to me so room, essentially yeah, yeah yeah and <laughs> no, i feel like i'm going to some hospital room right now <laughs> yeah. technically it on what's not be like that is it breath no room? no no breath no work? so i feel like right now in society and I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's quite overwhelming. There's so many things going on, right? And for me personally, I'm happy to be open about some of the things that are going on. Um, I'm heavily involved in four or five companies and like two are fundraising. One is in a process, or in like a sell process. Also, you know, this podcast podcasts now live and it's the first time where I was having to do podcast marketing yeah. and being on social media. I had three back-to-back trips of Lisbon, San Fran, and also your wedding yeah. um, in Sicily. And, Sorry about um, that. <laughs> and I uh, and had a lot of other personal stuff that was coming up so I had all of this going on and things were happening that were unexpected so one of the companies that's was supposed to raise money there were suddenly big delays mm. and this is really risky because if there's delays in a fundraise, that means the deal could go off mm. and suddenly, if you don't raise money, that means you need to start cutting the team down, trying to get to profitability, otherwise that company's not going to survive, right? So you've got people's well-being at risk. Yeah. I also had a jet lag. So I just got back from Sam Fran mm. and by the way, going from West Coast yeah. to London is the worst jet lag in the world. So all of these things like brewing up and honestly I was I felt overwhelmed and unfortunately that week I had a session with my life coach and I was and I told him I said look this is what's going on and he's like oh that's quite a lot going on I said yeah it is quite a lot but I can usually handle it but you know I could see at that point I had tipped over it's like you know that cartoon when like someone's holding all those plates I like, literally they were about to fall and he's like look I know what's happened I said well, what's up he's like you've not left any breathing room I was like what do you mean and he's like the best way to be operating is where you are 80% capacity and you've left 20% just in case for mm. the unknown. And it seems so obvious, but at in, this, in the world we're living right now, we're taught to maximize and try to grab everything. And I didn't leave any breathing room. I don't know if you've felt this, that overwhelming, but... The breathing room. Do you have any breathing room? No, no,
1: it's funny because I've never thought about that uh, eight parts out of 10 from the perspective of like your work life balance, but it makes a lot of sense. You need to have that small amount of reserve energy, uh, sort of like a a just in case. You're right, in, in terms of like, you know, the amount of energy that we're putting into everything, whether it be podcasting businesses, all that kind of stuff, it's 110%, let alone 100%, right? And it's funny you said that about like uh, 20% because I recently, I don't know if you've seen it, I did a TikTok where I talked about how you're meant to eat to eight parts full. Wow, You have to eat. To, it's like an old Chinese proverb. It's like you always make sure that you eat at eight parts full because your stomach signals to your brain uh, slightly delayed. So by the time you're registered that you're 100% full, it's too late. You've overeaten. So you need to have that sort of spare capacity. And that's really interesting. So how are you putting in that 20% yeah, reserve capacity? Because I don't know whether I've got 20%. Yeah, I just, had to, I just had to say no a lot more. So
0: that was something I did. I always do leave like the mornings, like I, you know, I say it on this podcast, you know, the mornings until 11, it's all free. And I had that. But still what happened was is that I had that freedom until 11 a.m. But then literally what I realized when I looked at my calendar it was back to back all the way to the evening and it just hit that over, overwhelming level. So anyway, saying no to things, um, just creating more spaces in my calendar, I put fake meetings in. Like, sorry if everyone sees my calendar, but there are some fake meetings in there, just some
1: blanks. And at the same time... That's actually really useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people have access to my calendar as well. They're like, oh, I just booked myself into the slot. And you're like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I leave loads of blank slots.
0: The reason I want to share this is because, yeah, look, try to leave that 20% energy because I wish I'd learned that lesson, that breathing room. That's super
1: important, man. What do you make of uh, four-day work weeks? Because... The World Economic Forum the, actually does not, go
0: back to eighty percent, right? It does, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Was,
1: literally, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, four day work week. Mm. Yeah, it's it's literally eighty percent of our current work week right now. We haven't instigated that yet as a company, but I've got two less than four-time employees. So they're on like three, three and a half days each, yeah. right? Already. They're operating pretty well. I probably need one of them to step up to four days, but I can't afford that right now. But I definitely want to go down to four days at some point in the future. I just don't, I'm not allowing myself to. I probably could. I'm probably mm. giving myself excuses, but I'm not allowing myself to out of fear right now. But I firmly believe taking myself out of the situation, a four-day work week is what we need to strive for globally i think if a company's
0: large and it's got all the processes and the right people i think you can easily do four days i think for an early stage business mm. like if you're starting up like you need to really i believe hustle so and graft you <laughs> yeah, will yeah. so i feel there's a time when everything's in structure you can do it it's so funny i was um some friend told me a story of this um, really successful person he's created many companies mm. um someone that i've looked up to and he's hardcore like this guy is intense and supposedly <laughs> he's like there's a team of like he's got a new startup, only 30 people and on a Saturday he's working like really really like at full pelt and yeah. he's messaged the whole company going hey guys um, you guys aren't working hard enough I can tell we all need to work <laughs> at least 20% harder and if you don't um, up it you might as well just leave because this place ain't right for you <laughs> so like you know so, so you've you 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 got extremes. one extreme yeah, yeah, of that yeah, yeah. And, the, and the truth is like business is really competitive so yeah. if you competing Against that squad, like, yeah. yes, will they burn out? Potentially, yes. Is he gonna potentially go through his team many times? Yes, but is he gonna be successful? Yes, but is he gonna be happy? No, but you know, at the end of the day, like, that is who you're also competing with mm. people like that person, yeah. And he's IPO'd like three, four companies, like, wow. this guy is a machine, right? Mm. But this is how hardcore he goes. So, if you're competing against him, yeah, you're in trouble, yeah, right? Yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. all in, so there is this balance. I think each person needs to find their own balance I don't know what they're to, to, to counter
1: a couple of examples so uh, there's a company called examine.com they operate on a four day work week and I read this blog it details like the decision that they made to go down to four days a week and amazing company doing really well uh, maybe raising at some point in the future that's one example the other famous one is Silicon Valley's base camp yeah, yeah. so they're four, day, four days a week and they were relatively small when they started that as well and they're a bit of an unusual company as well because I think they're bootstrapped yeah, bootstrap and it's all remote. So. All remote, yeah. So like there are examples of companies that are really effective in the marketplace. I think the differentiating factor is that the values are very much aligned with the people working uh, mm. in those companies. So if you attract people who want to work 120%, work on Saturdays and Sundays, then that's the team that you're going to build around yeah. you, right? But I think it is possible. It is possible yeah. to do it in a different way or yeah. at least I hope so I think let's see I think there'll be more case
0: studies coming out I feel I love the lifestyle businesses definitely four days um, mm. you know from the venture back side which is what I see data on like it's not
1: yeah.
0: as common yet I think once they get to a decent scale yeah. you can do it but yeah, let's see. Um, I, I think we, st- I think we're still in the first innings of this whole four days. Let's see how it all pans out.
1: Yeah, I get the uh, the perspective of venture back companies because if I'm the paycheck holder and I see you're taking off Friday, <laughs> yeah, you're, like, well, uh,
2: you're, like, well, you're on the phone, I'm giving you like, millions like, you of dollars doing? and you're like
1: got a day off.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, should we bring on our friend Amit? What's the marks, Amit?
2: I actually think you're just a natural now, actually. I think oh, we are aware we're in the, the post
1: marks You're above the marks. Yeah.
2: Okay. So the first topic was boredom time. Um, uh, and the line that you said is uh, the antidote to the hyper world. And I- I've been thinking a lot about this recently as well because... Um, you know, whenever we pick up a podcast or we listen to an audiobook, we um, like the assumption is there's something out there that I need to learn. So yeah. the mode is like self improvement and striving. And we never really look for like self knowledge and appreciation. And, it would be like if you're building an app that you just keep building new features like say if you're building the doctor's kitchen app but mm. i'm like instead if you really focus on what you already have that would make like a massive uh, difference so and that that really is like every spiritual journey is self knowledge rather than Mm. Continual improvement. Does it make sense? Yeah, Why that don't? does. Yeah, yeah, because
1: what you're trying to say is that we're constantly trying to extract from our exterior yeah. knowledge or whatever mm. it is that we perceive to be more valuable than actually what's we within.
0: We don't trust ourselves enough. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Yourself, yeah. That's epic. Yeah.
2: The second topic was um, getting smart with money, and then it's a mindset which breeds the lifestyle. With the lifestyle, well, sometimes where. I don't know, maybe someone's thinking about just the result, but they haven't thought about what's the mindset. And and different people are at different levels, and obviously people start with like um, a different upbringing, but there'll be people, for example, racking up credit card debt after credit card debt, which is probably what no one in this room would do. But there's like skills and knowledge, so just to be aware that that stuff is out there. You're going to keep on learning new things, and you're, I think... You know, for the money game and what
0: you're describing is like, yeah, you're gonna try out. Hopefully, you have a good system. So that my best thing that I learned was getting the right system. So I went on those books and I read those books or so go go on those courses, learn the system, and then you have to then throw it out there and see if it works. Adjust, throw it out there, adjust, and eventually it keeps on improving. A bit like you know what you discussed about being healthy, right? Mm. There's certain things that you think are true, but then you got to figure out what's right for you and. You gotta play. So it is another game,
1: right? Honestly, I feel like the if you're going upstream even further, it's a, it always starts with mindset. Yeah. So first of all, you have to convince yourself that okay, this is what I value and this is what I aspire to be. And then to help you along that journey, you have frameworks. Mm. Frameworks can only work for so long. That stuff might be able to help you in the short term. And a lot of people who are like looking to eat well might go on a diet plan because they need some structure. Mm. But that the willpower only work for so long. Mm. It has to be your mindset. You have to really believe that you can aspire to whatever the goal yeah. is and so whether that's money, whether it's meditation, whether it's healthy eating, exercise, whatever it is you've got to start with mindset.
2: When you say mindset is that like a framework or what? It's a what? belief. It's, it's a belief. A belief. It's okay. purely
1: a belief. It's just like I am or I'm not. So okay. I am a healthy eater, I'm not. And that allows me flexibility yeah. because it means that okay, I'm a healthy eater but I can still splurge in, when I'm in Sicily. I can still have pasta and all that kind of stuff because I know in my heart of hearts that my default mode is going to be healthy eating
2: yeah that which is very yeah,
1: unusual for a lot of people I agree. yeah yeah
2: because I, I even like where does that um where does that belief come from because like in the first year that we met you weren't a particularly no. healthy eaters so yeah, i know about that. this yeah. actually i heard, yeah, you, I well, heard I was,
1: you i was uh, i was, i wouldn't say i was eating like fried chicken every single day and i wasn't like someone who goes to mcdonald's yeah, yeah. every day but i definitely didn't have that belief that i'm a healthy eater and it was just purely a belief thing it's like okay i eat well like this is this is me this is my identity Mm. I'm I'm the kind of person that eats well every day and that's it Mm. and that shift in mindset allows everything else to click into place
2: and then another bit that we said on that topic which I really liked is money is a flow of energy because actually on on your wedding there was a a guy that I met on the stag and at the wedding Tyler Mm. and um he likes to spend yeah yeah, (laughs) uh, I I don't think he's like he's super generous as well like he loves to tip as well yeah Um,
1: his energy in general is like super high level as yeah. well. Like, that's why people who meet Tyler don't just like him, they love Tyler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his energy is literally like you are the most important person in the room. Like he, yeah. you know, the way he talks to you is like he's literally just focused on you. Yeah. And I think he's the same with like tipping and money in general. He's like, it's just a flow of energy. I'm going to give energy. I'm going to yeah. give energy because yeah. he knows he's going to get it back from the universe. Maybe not consciously, but like, you know, it just happens for him. He's just, yeah. yeah. And then the
2: last one was uh, breathing room yeah that that one like was also super powerful because um even though you're saying this stuff people probably look at uh uj and think okay the way he's doing that is he's just working super super hard but the the strategy can't be just to run faster because that uh yeah that that's not going to work that strategy of running faster is like can we be more efficient let's try and do things quicker and quicker and and like you say it's going to lead to burnout but like what you're doing with breathing room is like they call it effectiveness is like to really pick the things that you want to do and then just say no and the other bit that probably people miss is it's hard to say no it's not it's not Mm. easy to really especially something
0: that you really want to do yeah yeah i'm trying to say no to things that i really want to do i think it's quite easy when you're letting stuff come in and it's but there's stuff that i've already committed to and now i'm having to say no so it's i'm letting people down but
1: to do something great, you have to say no to things that are great, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's a saying. <laughs> you changed, anyway, you changed the the leave the good for the great. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, you gotta yeah, got sacrifice good things to do something great. But it's hard. All
2: yeah. right. Awesome. Yeah. I love nice. the way
1: Amit comes in and basically just tells us how amazing that episode is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this it's episode it. is amazing because of this, this, <laughs> and
0: this.
1: <laughs> good joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <That is it. laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, I'm going to be real with you all. I really like to win. And winning to me right now is making a success of this show and building this community of happy millionaires. But I need your help and it'll only take you two minutes. Here's what you can do. One, if you haven't already, please hit follow wherever you're listening. Two, give it a five-star review on your podcast app. Three, send this app to one person. Trust me, they'll thank you later. That's going to take you 60 seconds at tops. Really, really appreciate your help and we'll see you on the next one.